the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Markets a little wobbly, huh? Just a little wobbly out there in the economy. Turns out, when you put people who have uh, sold their soul to the devil, who are corrupt for decades in charge of anything, failure soon follows. We know this from our Democrat sewer cities. Failure follows. I was listening to the news before the show. And the outrage of the uh, Chicago public, they want Van Dyke put away for years. He did three years, four years, and they want him out. You know, it goes to tell you that people know what to do when they find somebody to be a criminal, find somebody to be a threat to society. I mean, you could argue whether Van Dyke is or isn't, whatever the case is, but they know what the solution is. The solution is you put the people who are predators in prison together and let them do whatever the hell they want to each other, the savages that they are. They know the they know what to do. But they want to select on politics, on race, on occupation. They want to select where to put the punishment. Problem is they're wrong. They're completely wrong. You know, uh, I was talking to Macbeth. Macbeth is filling in today before the show. And the uh, killer from the, or the, the actor from The Wire, Omar, with the scar on his face. He died of his own volition. He was a drug addict. They caught all the guys. They want to charge four guys with murder, the drug dealers. Now it doesn't matter to me. Put the scum away. Fine. But notice how fast they solved that crime. Solved. We got it on camera. Everybody's going to go to jail. Yet here in the city of Chicago, the sewer, drug dealing is at a high $100 million a month in just fentanyl. Just one cartel. Can't catch anybody? Can't catch anybody. Can't put them away. So today they wheeled out that weekend at Bernie's, the, the so-called president. I think he's the usurper in diapers. They wheeled him out and they paraded him around and he's got some ideas about crime. And, of course, it's the same Democrat BS, the same dung. It's the law-abiding citizen and the gun. It's the gun. It's the gun. It's the gun. Yet the crime that rages, the ghettos that thrive, are all the areas with the strictest gun laws. They're not interested in solving any problems. They're interested in glazing over and putting lipstick on their failure. Because the Democrat mafia and so many politicians learn. It's from that failure is their real wealth. Because the abused citizen, the willful slave, and the ignoramus will always turn to a pretend authority for more help, even as they make their situation worse and worse and worse. And if that wasn't bad enough, this, this, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. He doesn't know anything. 
You know, when you know one another, uh-huh. when you know, and no matter how badly you disagree, and people think, Rev, that uh, in the days that's divided here, we had, we had a lot of flat-out old segregation is still in our caucus. Uh-huh. But Teddy Kennedy would argue like hell with Jim Eastland, and then he'd go down and have lunch. Didn't agree with one another. But no, they, they went down to get drunk and hit on a waitress. That's what they did because they're scumbags. The Democrat scumbags. And they were segregationists, they were morons, and they were corrupt. But uh, this, 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 is, this is supposed to be a speech on crime in big cities. Goes to New York, which, if you're from Chicago, New York is no big deal. Their crime is a, a, a second to ours, but it's still a big spike in the last two years. Still carjackings, rapes, robberies, mayhem, because the Democrats in charge. They try to strengthen the the right for the scumbag to be a threat to society rather than put him in prison like they want to do if the perpetrator is a caucasoid or was employed. I want to help every major city follow New York's lead to put together partnerships like this one you put together and meet on a daily basis. Now, the lead is that the um, shooting on just policemen, just policemen, the crime perpetrated on just policemen or driving home or a shot or answering calls or a shot, it's up about 68%. Is that the lead you want to follow? You just buried two young, young, young kids, policemen, new on the job. You just buried two of them. What's exactly the, the lead that New York has? Anybody want to talk about that? Madison Allworth has been talking to small business owners in the city. What are they saying? Stuart, they're saying that it's about so much more than gun violence. Crime across the board is up, and they say something needs to be done about it. Like you said, the president is visiting today with Mayor Adams. They're going to be at one police plaza later this afternoon. And reportedly, Mayor Adams is going to be asking for a 9-11 level response to what he is calling a pandemic of gun violence. But businesses are desperate for... It's scum violence. Biden goes there and says we should partner up. They're calling for the same kind of reaction that we had to terrorist attacks. What exactly is Biden talking about? We talk like there's no amendment that's absolute. When the amendment was passed, it didn't say anybody can own a gun and any kind of gun and any kind of weapon. You couldn't buy a cannon and when the, this, this uh, amendment to was this. passed. So no reason why you should be able to buy certain assault weapons. This doddering, feeble fool is regurgitating the same BS they've been regurgitating as the cities they control have slid into third world countries. It's just the same tired BS from the same tired morons. Well, let's look at the polling on this issue and Biden approval on key issues. Handling of gun violence, 69 percent disapprove. Handling of crime, 64 percent disapprove. I mean, he he was right. He could unite the country when you've got 70 percent of Americans saying it's time that somebody impeaches this idiot for just his inability to do anything. And then we could talk about the high crimes and misdemeanors of the Chinese Communist Party owning him and Nancy Pelosi and the rest of them. But in the meantime, are you just going to sit there where he parades around? I don't understand Democrats. I honestly don't. We all know that uh, when people speak who can afford security, when they've been touting this, we knew what this was going to lead to. Everybody knew what it was going to lead to. More mayhem, more crime, more ridiculousness. And if that's not the cake, 
Susan Sarandon, who I love as an actress, lovely, lovely, wonderful assets, truly wonderful assets. She wants to chime in with her security team in her gated mansion. Before I go, another example of a Hollywood A-lister who really should stick to reading other people's words. Oscar winner actress uh, Suzanne Sarandon, she's a fantastic actress, but she made a complete fool of herself by posting this callous comment about New York police members mourning a fallen officer, Jason Rivera. She said, most normal... There we go. So if all these cops weren't needed for crime that day, doesn't that mean they aren't needed any day? That's what she said about the picture. And she also reposted a comment that called the cops fascists and had the hashtag defund the police. I mean, what an absolute nincompoop. So this is why I wanted to play that clip, because of these pseudo-intellectual Marxists and communists and socialists who have put in to a position of power that he never deserved, this failure of a man, Joe Biden. Do not let them pretend that they care about the people who have to wallow in the reality of Democrat failure in these big cities. They do not care. They're not looking for a fix. They're looking for an excuse to make life harder for the people who want to take advantage of what freedom and liberty is. They're going to attack the Second Amendment rather than the criminals who ignore the rules that they put in place, who will be guaranteed to have a bright future, the more the Democrat mafia clamps down on stupidity, just as it is in the reality of these big cities where the gun laws are the most restrictive and the crime is the most out of control. They have no solutions in any area of their failure, except they're going to want more money. Oh, they're going to want more money. For a change, they say the real problem is that people who are committing crimes aren't being held accountable. And right now, business, businesses have to adjust the way they operate, and customers are wary to move around the city. Take a listen. As the businesses lose, as the businesses close, they're not looking to protect the customers, to protect the business owners. They're looking to implement more stupidity, more tyranny, more failure, and they're going to raise your taxes to fund it all. So several major U.S. cities have seen record crime, record homicides in the last year, including my hometown, Philadelphia. Why shouldn't voters in those cities not only blame President Biden, but blame their Democratic mayors? Well, they shouldn't. It's a bigger problem that it takes investment uh, in communities. So when you look... See, the problem is these communities don't have enough government welfare, government subsidies... Government programs, they don't have enough. So we're not going to clamp down on the criminals, on the drug dealers, on the illegal aliens, on the fentanyl sales. We're not going to, we're going to put more money there. So they have nicer areas to go when they're dying. Look at uh, whether it was our American Rescue Plan or whether it was Build Back Better or uh, whether it was the bipartisan infrastructure bill. One, you have to improve communities. You have to invest in families. You have to invest in opportunity and education. And all of those things, and those things have been neglected uh, for some time. This is on the back of $10 trillion being printed up in 24 months. This is on the back of an unimaginable national debt that nobody even wants to refer to anymore. In just two months, $2 trillion added to it. Spending is unbelievable. We cannot fathom. We can't even keep track of how much of that money was already stolen. They're going to want more. They have one direction, and they cannot get to failure fast enough. 
This is what it's like when Democrats are in control of everything. So thank Susan Sarandon and her security forces. Thank the pseudo-intellectual Mercedes Marxists in all of the neighborhoods. Most of the people trapped in these cities, in these ghettos, can never afford to even visit. Because they're the ones that want in on this scam rather than to make the streets safe. It's a simple answer. Put away the scum. Put them away and throw away the key. Stop coddling them and stop rewarding them. Because what you get is more of the same Chicago, New York, New Jersey, San Francisco. It's all the same because it's all the same ideology. And it's anti-American because American principles are about law as the shield for the honest man rather than the weapon for the predators. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM 560. So the cities will get another flood of federal dollars. It will go to the same scallywags who've been stealing all of the money for after-school programs and pretend businesses that only exist on the welfare cheese. And in the meantime, the Democrats, the, some of the up-and-comers, in fact, um, what's her name? Uh, Pramala Jayapal. Sure, she looks like the detective from Hawaii Five-0. However, she's got a bright future in the Democrat Party, and she's got some answers for all of this. What you're experiencing, it's just a figment of your imagination, and the biggest problem in America today. Well, she's going to tell you. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And I first want to offer my congratulations to the chairwoman of the committee for this very, very important piece of legislation. And I rise today as the designee of Congressman Jamal Bowman to offer this amendment. The climate crisis is the single biggest threat facing humanity. And if we are going to address it at the scale needed to limit global warming to not more than 1.5 degrees Celsius. The biggest threat to humanity is the Democrat mafia, the socialists, the collectivists. The biggest threat to America is the Democrat Party. You know, I, I, I can't, uh, how many kids are home because it was supposed to snow last night? Schools were canceled. Did it snow? They can't get eight hours right. They're going to control one degree. And how are they going to control it? Well, they're going to put sanctions on the American people. You see, they want to pretend that they're helping you by taking away your money. But what they're really implementing is sanctions that they do to foreign adversaries around the world. They're just going to prevent you from keeping your own money and from having a fluid economy and from having a life that you have earned. But it's all in the name of climate change. Rather than fixing the problem that's really killing these big cities, that's killing people across America, that's the biggest threat, is the ideology that you can bribe predators, you can bribe criminals, you can bribe gangbangers and drug dealers and rapists, and carjackers. See, that's the problem. They think they can bribe them. And uh, it's evident that they're going to go down this prairie path of failure, and it doesn't matter what the topic is. We now know that the fentanyl business brings in $100 million a month, that the city of Chicago is wallowing in not just the, 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 the criminals of the domestic gangbangers and scums, but the ones who are illegal aliens. Kamala Harris was asked, you know, because she's in charge of everything with the illegal aliens and the border. She was asked, how, what are you going to do to stop, maybe slow down the fentanyl trade, the cartels, the underground railroad of fentanyl? What are you going to do? You are working on uh, fighting the root causes of immigration in Central America. But so far, we've, not only we've seen 
not not a reduction in the number of immigrants coming to the U.S., no, but no. we are seeing an increase in the number of people coming in. 300%. So what has gone wrong so far? So I believe very strongly uh-huh. and, and approach the work that we are doing to address the root causes of irregular migration. I believe very strongly. Most people don't want to leave home. They don't want to leave the place where they grew up, the place, the church where they worship. They don't want to leave their grandmother. What an idiot. They need more money. So you see, there's going to be more money in the ghettos. There's going to be more money to the countries where the people are fleeing the political oppression, the hopelessness. They're going to reward those governments. And this problem will continue to get worse. This is called Democrat rule. Have you had enough or are you thirsty for more? Dan Downers Grove. Sean. Thanks for yes. taking my call. See, we got to quit complaining about this. we got to take on the head of the snake, and the head of the snake is the world order. George Soros, the Bill Gates, and all his companions. That's number one. We take them on, expose them, and hold them as enemies of the state, and publicly hang them. That well, I don't know if we could do that. <laughs> hey, Dan, I Why hate not, to do that. Because, because, listen to me. You don't you don't go down that road of violence when America is built on law to protect us. You want to help? You want to change things? Get out of the sewers. Because it's not like this in, in 24 states around this country. 24 states do not have this ideology. This is a Democrat leadership problem. That's unfortunately the only answer for you. This I would never advocate. What, why would you, you? You know, listen, I can't. Dan, that's not what we do. We're civilized. They're animals. We're civilized. We don't do that nonsense. We don't do that nonsense. We don't promote that nonsense. And you got a simple thing. Is it, is it, you're advocating harming these, these idiots, harming them, rather than letting, letting them wallow in their own failure. That's what you do. You wanted it, now wallow in it. And you take your family somewhere where law protects you the way it is supposed to in America. There's over 20 states this would not be accepted in. Over 20 that are suing the federal government right now that have laws in place where the predators are put in jail. We still have states. You like capital punishment? We have states. So take yourself and your family and go to those states and strengthen those states because the state you're in, unfortunately, likes this corruption. It's going to wallow in it. It likes to be lied to. That's just a fact. But to advocate for violence, it makes you no better than them. And I'm a lot better on every front. They can't kiss my derriere if they're standing on stilts. George Moni. Hey, Sean. Uh, has anybody tried to talk to Camilla and say, hey, Princess, you know, you're not the vice president of Central America. The, the root cause of immigration is not your business. Unfortunately, George, I what mean, we've allowed to happen is we've allowed the vice president, really, this, president, this vice president is really the president. And their idea yeah. is now our policy because we've allowed these offices to have the power of kings. And the idea that she now is directing money because the, the, the Congress is a rubber stamp, the Senate is a rubber stamp, it's because of the same thing that destroys New York, Chicago, anywhere they touch. It's because of the Democrat Party. So what you need to do is change that nationally. And until you change that, you're in for a bumpy ride because they're more focused on climate change, they're more, more focused on rewarding failure and re- rewarding corruption than they are on fixing it. Thank you, George. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. So I am uh, 
Thinking about Don's call, and I'm sure Don's a wonderful guy. This is no attack on Don. And I'm thinking about what we're witnessing and how, to me, I think the answer to this problem we have is quite simple. Mark Zuckerberg's company lost $252 billion in one day. Do you know why? Do you know why it lost that much money? 500,000 people deleted their apps. 500,000 people said, I'm not going to do it. That's nothing. They have a clientele of 2 billion people. But those 500,000 people did to Mark Zuckerberg what everyone should do to Mark Zuckerberg. And that's not violence. That's stop enriching him. See, that's the key to this problem. It's stop enriching him. You know, I like the idea that in this country you can still have mobility. I know it's not easy. I know it's not easy. But you as a parent, you as an adult, have a responsibility to your kids, and that's to teach them how to act, in my opinion. You have to have a certain amount of respect for yourself. When you see the Democrat mafia take your money and make your life miserable, you can push back against it, and that's what you should do through trying to get elected and getting involved. I'm all for that. We have the caller in Texas, Kevin. He wants to be the precinct captain, and he, he, I notice he calls from Texas because Kevin knows the real answer. And that is you go to states that are already strengthening the American principles we love. See, the organized crime mafia of the Democrat Party is very diabolical in the way in which they corrupt the people. They enrich a certain portion of the society. And then they make other parts of that society feel like it's the only way to make money because there is a certain hopelessness when Democrats rule over something. This economy that we can play clip over clip of inflation, this is just commonplace when you put Democrats in charge. This was what was going to happen the moment Democrats took Congress, the moment they took the, the Senate, and of course when they took the White House. This is going to happen. And this will look like a deal by the time they grab this doddering old dimwit out of the office by his collar and impeach him the way he should be legally. Legally. But in the meantime, what you just witnessed in Facebook, that is the simple answer. To take yourself and your good money and your good family away from the failure, away from the devastation. It's not easy. Listen, nobody knows it's not easy more than me. Most people couldn't have went through what I went through, and I did it. And it's worth it. And it's worth it. And you still go back. I still have interests and all the rest of it. But the point is, what is it that you should do? What should you do? What should you do? You see the Republican, the Illinois Republican answer. They're going to run a Democrat. They're going to fund him with ridiculous, corrupt money that's going to be sold in the same promises that raises the money of the Democrat mafia. Same scheme. It's the same plan. And that's why when we talk about the Democrats spending money and they're going to put more money in the city, they're going to put more money in foreign countries. Do the Republicans talk about not spending money? You know, the Republicans started the real explosion of spending. I know that that's controversial, only for people who haven't paid attention to anything. Sure, Barack Obama doubled the debt, but only after George Bush did. Trump, great policies. Kind of spent a lot of money, shut down the, the country, and then wanted to pretend and mimic the velocity of money with more money. Do I think it could have been better? Absolutely, if he would have won. You know how I can't stand Democrats. But ultimately, you're going to have to go to a principle. Ultimately, you're going to have to go to a principle. And ultimately, the solution will come from the people who are in stronghold states who say enough is enough. I will not take your money. And until you stop spending, I will not recognize you as a legitimate government. That's the answer. Because right now, in case you're not paying attention, they're going to start a war. Oh, they're going to start a war. It's common sense. 
They have to. This way they can blindfold people who are disgruntled with the flag of patriotism and the threat of fear. And you should be afraid. When a Democrat's in office, you should be afraid. Not because they're going to launch missiles into our country. They're not going to do that. They own the Democrat Party. The Chinese government, the Russian government, and every other third world corrupt oligarch gangster run country owns the Democrat Party. And you could tell if you pay attention real close to what they have to say. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because. That's a speaker of the House who's telling American athletes to shut your mouth when you're in a communist country. That's the exact opposite of what you should be telling Americans to set an example of what it means to be a free man and woman in a, in a country that promotes freedom. But this country doesn't anymore. And it's both parties' fault. And until the restraints are put on these political pimps and whores, you're going to get used to this. And that's going to be the real problem. Philip in Blue Island. Hey, well, I'm surprised you took my phone, uh, phone call. Uh, uh, do you, have you ever heard of um, Stephen H., I mean, Alexander Stevens? Yes. He wrote the Cornerstone speech? Yes. Okay. Do you agree with most of what he said? Because your, your, your language, your, the way you talk, everything that you say is kind of You know what's funny about you? You're the guy that called and never showed up when I invited you to show up. You're the, you're the moron. No, you got no, a plumber. no. Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Oh, you're not? Okay, well, I don't then remember I, that, I take it back. All right, go ahead. I don't so think go, I am. So give me some of the uh, – you, you'll have to forgive me. This speech that you're referring to is uh, roughly how old would you say it is? <laughs> um, 100, yeah. maybe 150 so, years So if old, I remember correctly, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly, this was something I encountered in high school. And I want you to go over just some of the points with me. Just some of the points, of, um, especially when it talks about um, um, uh, black people being inferior and they'll never be able to. to now, if up. you knew me, if you knew me, which yeah. you don't, and I don't blame you, you, know, I, you would know that that's never how I judge somebody. And you would know. That what I love about this country is that this is the country that gave people of all races the opportunity that most people don't want to talk about. So many succeeded. Is there another country in the world where people of all races succeeded to the level of American minorities, American Caucasoids, American Asians, American Indians? Is there another country in the world that has so many minority millionaires and billionaires and business owners and successful? I find it to be something other it's it's counterproductive to pretend that because i'm white and i have a talk show that i would somehow you would you would call me up and no, say no, do you no, agree no, with no. It? let me let me let, let me make my point my point is 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 that the way you to speak of not only uh, you know, i don't think you ever come at certain white people unless they're democrats but when you speak of black people or brown people or mexicans or others it sounds like you line up perfectly with the thesis in the speech, the cornerstone. So that I think and people I are less than me. Look up the cornerstone. So that I, so that in other words, your innuendo is that I think there are certain people that are less than me. Is no, that right? I think it's, no, no, it's just your language, the words you use. And well, the, well you words, talk about listen, Philip, my words of how you interpret them, that's up to you to interpret them. I use my words very carefully. And for the record, I hate far more white people than any other race. What I think is the problem in this society is the character of certain human humans, whether they be white, black, 
red, yellow. It's the character of collectivists. It's the character that says that one man is in, is mortgaged to another man. It's the kind of government that says the only way we can get ahead is if we limit some people in the name of people who refuse to give the effort forward to make their lives better. It's when you want to enforce laws unevenly. See, I like even. You like even, Philip? I like even. You know what every drug dealer should get? You're giving me good time. I appreciate it. Every drug dealer should get a thousand years. Every rapist should be mutilated in the genital region. Every wife beater should be given 60 years. And anybody that would harm a child, anybody that should be harmed a child, we should experiment with them on vaccines. What do you think of that? Okay. We're not going to talk about Trump. But my last question is, how many of these states, where, See, where Philip, you're, you know what the problem is with you, Philip? You're, you, you don't no, know how to think. No, you're not listening. You're waiting for me to stop talking, and you're gone. You don't know how to think. What was your life like? Better on, Was it better under Trump or no? And I'm just talking policies. And I could argue against Trump policies better than you, Philip. But you are, you are exactly what the Democrat mafia needs, a loyal step-and-fetch vote who doesn't want to realize what the third world is and how you're living in it in the corrupt sewer. You're going to vote Democrat no matter what it is, aren't you, dummy? That's why you're not good enough for the show. It has nothing to do with what race you are. It's the character you have or don't have. 312-642-5600. AM560, The Answer. Those of you that don't know, Alexander Stevens was the vice president of the Confederacy. His speech was a, an insult of humanity, and what it really was was a twisted argument for secession. He was arguing because of uh, the idea that, what was it, 1.7% of all property owners in the South owned slaves. This is something nobody wants to talk about. Three of the largest Confederate contributors and three of the largest slave owners were black, ironically enough. Willie Ellis is, comes to mind. He was the most ruthless of them all. And uh, as if you, when you advocate for secession, you are supporting slavery. Ironically, I do argue to a certain extent for secession of states in the name of preventing slavery. See, because the current system is based on slavery of the people who earn, on the people who do, on the people who want to be free. See, this is a, this is a country where we've allowed political whores and corrupt pimps to change the scheme of what America really is. So this is now a government that guarantees limitation of people who succeed, limitation of people who don't want anything from the government but just want their own property rights, in which is the unalienable rights of man. So it's ironic to hear people who pretend to be against slavery advocate, advocate for slavery. Only this time they're going to they're gonna fix the doer. They're going to fix the earner. They're going to fix the capitalist. And how are they going to do that? Well, they're going to use the apparatchik of government to take away in the name of them. That's why you have this whole system, free this and free that and this, because they, they, they know it's better to not do and to be loyal to a corrupt mafia like the Democrat Party. Because if you're living in Chicago and you're arguing for Democrats and you vote for Democrats, you're a fracking moron. And you get the city, you get the county, you get the state you deserve. And now you got the country you deserve. In the meantime, shut your mouth and pay the cost. Shut your mouth and pay it. This is what you wanted. You wanted the Biden regime. Energy costs reaching multi-year highs, leaving consumers to pay the price. The now shut up, Philip, and pay it. Dummy. 
Just like you pay your city taxes, your red light cameras, your corruption fee of property taxation, just like you're extorted on a daily business. And when you call the police, if you're a victim, you sit on the corner because you've now made a climate where the police are the bad guy and the perpetrator is your friend. Now shut your mouth and vote for Kim Fox. Shut your mouth and send your kid to that school where he can barely learn how to read. Yet he gets an A. 12, 12th graders can barely read. That's the education your kids deserve. You voted for it. Now wear it. But for the good people who don't want that, who don't want to be limited, who don't want to wallow in, 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 in failure, recognize that because of the scum, both in control and the willful idiots that will vote for them and step and fetch every election day, you are in a hopeless position. The sewer of Chicago has been Democrat-controlled for 100 years. What has happened to the quality of life of all races, but only the good people? Of all good people of all races, what's happened to the quality of life? But yet, if you're a scourge, if you're a gang-banging, drug-dealing scum, you're an aristocrat in Chicago, right? If you're a judge and an alderman and you like stealing property and then renting it for Section 8 housing and then making the people live there hopeless because you tell them, shut your mouth and you don't have to pay the difference, then you like that system. Now shut up and live in it. But for the rest of us, it's time to get out or shut up. Craig, or I'm sorry, Greg LaGrange. No time for Greg? Greg, we'll call you later. Thank you for an old call. I went a little long there, but it was a good reason. Because the mindset of a Democrat that likes to wallow in the corruption while they advocate for more of it, they get what they deserve. We're the victims. And the idea is they're going to keep you down by taking your money. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. It is an honor to talk to Mike Glenn from the Washington Times. He started out in diapers. He was on a naval base reporting on Pentagon. He's reported you've seen him on MSN. You've seen him everywhere. But he went a little too far today. You, you went a little too far, Mark, before we get started on uh, the Biden regime. Did you talk about the pizza? Did you bring up the I'm, pizza? I brought up the pizza. I'm yeah. a New York pizza guy. I'm not from New York, but I've been in New York. I've been to Chicago. I've had the pizza there. It's like uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, I like, I like Chicago. See right, the big right. shoulders, all that, but it's like a casserole dumped onto a piece of... First uh, of all, that's stuffed pizza. That's only for Pritzkers. <laughs> that's only for fat asses. Now, what we eat... <laughs> is cut into little okay. tiny squares for civilized people because that New York pizza, although I love it, you've got to eat it like Andrea Merkel swallowing a mackerel. You've got to hold your head up and shove it down your pie hole. Ours <laughs> is for gentle gentlemen and, and ladies, so uh, I just want to get that okay. out of the way. I'll so take now, your word for it. Let's get on to, let's get on to what, what, what we're really supposed to talk about here sure. with what's going sure. on in Europe. Now, here's my problem before I get into right. it because you're going to say this guy's obviously lost his mind. Okay. I'm fully aware of how Ukraine owns the crackhead hunter. I know all about the payments from the Moscow mayor's wife. I have now the knowledge that I have built over a career of only watching politics. I don't watch sports. 
and you see the foreign money, how much of, of how many of our politicians China owns and, you know, all the rest of it. Mm-hmm. I'm so sick of being lied to. And I remember my, my uncle from Vietnam who walked right. around not just disgusted because of what he did as a child and what he was told to do, but how he was lied to. And ever mm-hmm. since then, I don't trust these son of a dogs to save my, you know, to save their soul. I don't trust them because if you lie to a guy once, you're a liar. If you lie to him right. twice, if you lie to him twice, it's his fault. They've lied to us 2,000 times. Why, why should we believe a word? Yeah, well, you know, I'm a reporter. I always believe, every, you know, I've, I've covered, before I've been doing this, I was covering cops down in, in, uh, in Texas, and uh, I believe everyone lied to me all the time. So I'm used to being, you know, so I just, that's my, my default, uh, you know, my default move as a journalist is assume that they're lying to me and trying to, you know, figure out, uh, you know, where, where the truth lies. So, so when I was, I, I get it. Yeah, when I was walking this morning, New, breaking news, breaking news, Joe Biden and green lights an attack on the ISIS leader and yada, yada, yada. By the afternoon, yeah. we find out he blew himself and his family up. So we started off already on a lie today. Are we ever going to find out what happened on, to the helicopter? Well, it's, you know, we don't have people on the ground doing what they call a battle damage assessment, you know, uh, because it's not really a, you know, it's not a nice neighborhood, so you know you you you, you know when you when you see when you send some of the uh, the hard guys in there, they go in, do their job, and get out. So, uh, so I mean, there you know. But I, if you remember, uh, what a couple of months ago uh, in, in Kabul, when uh, there was a strike, uh, you know, that was supposed to have been on a, a terrorist and ended up being on a family, and initially the Pentagon. People said it was a righteous strike, and then they had to, they walked it back. So I guess we'll just have to, to wait and see how this one turns out. Mike, do you think my disgust is kind of uh, kind of what the do you think that my disgust in the government and what they tell us is kind of a result of the Biden administration giving Taliban a country along with eighty three million or billion dollars worth of our equipment? I mean, at this point, I don't even I don't want. I, I think they're just scumbags. I don't even want their interpretation of things. You just gave the Taliban, who Charlie Wilson and the rest of them armed when they were freedom fighters, you just gave them a country after you blew how many years, how many billions, and how many lives? Right. I really can't. I can't say. You know, uh, I don't know. It's really not my, not my, uh, not my gig, really. So when these guys get up in front of you, and they do this to you. What is your uh-huh. what is your knee jerk reaction? Do you question them? Do they take the questions? Are, do you feel like your your some of the story is being redacted? And is it possible? Is it pl- possible that there it was an agreement that the UN would not put a weapon system in Ukraine, and they did it anyway? And and now you got the uh, the, the tyrant who I'm no friend of Putin. I could care less. He reminds me of that guy in the commercial with the baby giraffe and the strippers walking around his yacht. But the reality is, if you broke the agreement and you put a weapon system in Ukraine, uh, maybe they got a little point to be irritated. Is it possible? I really, you know, anything is possible, I guess, but I really don't know. I really, you know, I have not, uh, uh, you know, my my sort of slice of the pie is is really just is really the you know what we are doing. Uh, 
you know, in response, you know, rather than sort of the big geopolitical picture. I'm sort of. So you've been doing this for years, right? I mean, you grew up on a naval base. You watched your whole life. Yeah, I was in, you know, I was in the Army. I I fought in combat. You know, I was an officer in the Army during, you know, during the Gulf War. I fought in combat. And I, you know, I grew up in the military. So I've been around the military most of my life. Do you think it's possible that um, perhaps the attention is put on a distraction? from the domestic failure we see in the Biden administration, and um, this is meant to draw some attention to the American people? Or do you think that it is strategic and there is military advice saying, let's send 8,500 troops and let's send 3,000 more and let's right. do it on the same day we got rid of the guys who wouldn't put the uh, the, the experiment in their arm? I mean, uh, I, I, I do like the movie well, Wag the Dog. It's an old movie, but I do think an it, old movie, it, yeah. this might be a sequel. Would you say that it's possible? Well, there, I mean... You can't, I mean, there, I've seen, uh, you know, the satellites of, you know, Russia does have 100,000 plus troops along its border and uh, some, some, you know, and its logistics support and along its border with Ukraine and within Belarus. I mean, that's just, you know, a fact, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, whether or not it's posturing, whether or not it's, uh, you know, because of, you know, you know the, the reasons for you know whether that's some sort of dispute with with obviously there's a dispute with Ukraine obviously there's a dispute with with us Putin doesn't want to have a potential NATO partner on his on his doorstep but he already does with Poland but uh, yeah. you know I mean but but it is it is a reality that there is a hundred thousand plus Russian troops along its border. And oh, I, been, I, 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 I completely know. agree with it. Yeah. I don't think, you know, I, I would never to- tolerate somebody telling me there isn't. Of course there is. I want yeah. all sides of the story. And then in the back of my head, yeah. in the back of my head, is that fracking? you should always be skeptical. I'm always skeptical. Yeah. I'm I'm skeptical about it. I mean, you know, the problem with, I think some of the problem with journalism is there's a, there's really a lack of, of skepticism sort of across the board. I don't, I really don't trust anybody, I, you know, and I said, you know, just like the old, the line from Jerry Maguire, you know, show me the money, you know. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, I don't think there's un-American or, you know, about being skeptical about what good. you're being told by, by, your, by your government leaders. Good, good. Now, here's another thing that's in the back of my head. That's in the back of my head constantly. What's in the back of my head is Burisma. What's in the back of my head is the money that was paid to the vice president, or I mean the vice president's son at the time was Biden. What's in the back of my head is how he held out the billion dollars to get the prosecutor fired. So at that point, are we objective anymore? Or does it look like they're getting what they bribed, I mean, um, you know, contributed for? You know, I I really, I, you know. I like putting you on the grill. I like putting you yeah, on the grill. Really, I'm gonna... It's not. It's not my re- real wheelhouse. I mean, I, I'm right. aware of you know. It's not really my uh, my wheelhouse. Don't worry. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna help you at the end. I'm gonna help you at the end. Don't, it's not gonna be a terrible <laughs> well, experience. You know, I just write about tanks and machine guns and and stuff right. like that. That's we spent. My thing, but... We spent the most money we've ever spent on a, on one one uh, aircraft. The most money we ever spent the F thirty five. Right. I mean, right. decades. Right. Money, money, money. Everybody cashed in on the F-35. They just get done with it. They're testing it out, and it just slides gently like an old man getting into a tub into the ocean. It's got all our technology on it. Right. What's, what's, what are we doing with that? Or are we 
because it's in the China well, Sea. Apparently, right? apparently, yeah, but apparently we are uh, we are going to make a make a grab for it to try to retrieve it. And uh, is there know, a button we could hit in the meantime that kind of blows it up from the inside so that you know our enemies? And one of the I only know, communist. I don't know if there is a, a self-destruct switch on there. I'm I'm, I'm not aware of a self-destruct Damn switch it. on there. Somebody should have thought of that, don't you think? We, I think we got what, we got two hundred billion dollars <laughs> in that son of a dog, and no one said, like that, yeah. yeah, let's put a switch in there." Well, I yeah, think you and I could make better decisions in this government. What do you think, Mike? Well, yeah, you know, so I'm waiting for them to appoint me. Uh, sec- I'm, you know, but uh, right. you know, I have too many skeletons in my closet for a political oh, Join the club. Join the club, brother. <laughs> the 80s and 90s were fun for me. I, uh, I do want to say this well. to you. I do want to say yeah. this to you because I'm going to give you a tip that I don't give a lot of people. Okay. Garlic, regatta uh-huh. cheese, fresh tomato on the whole pie. And then, uh-huh. food, I'm telling you, that's how you go. Then you do garlic. Okay. Garlic is the base. You do fresh right. artichoke hearts and black olive. These are two of the best pies okay. you're ever going to have. All right? So you can't say the experience was totally terrible. I just taught you how to order oh, a pizza. Oh, God. I just taught you how to order a pizza. <laughs> okay, good to know. I'll, the next time I'm in Chicago, I will, I, will, I will give that a shot. All right, Mike, it was fun. I want to thank you. And number one, I do enjoy your writing very much. Washington Times, Mike Glenn, thank you for coming on. No problem. My pleasure. All right, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. Our studio dog even got upset with that. I had the time of my life with that. I really, really did. But I don't feel the same way about military actions when this scumbag, this pay-to-play, bribed, diaper-wearing dimwit is selling BS. Come on, man. I know. I just don't. Uh, He's a professional scumbag. Always has been. There are two books written on the hard drive. I'm in the middle of red-handed. The laptop from hell. It's amazing the, the the actual evidence of who owns the Biden family. Now you're all in for America, patriotism, and let's put the troops there. How many troops? Who are you going to send there? I don't want to send anybody. You want to send anybody? I'm not big on sending anybody in the name of this idiot. Mary Ellen, Northwest Side. Hey, Sean. I think you're onto something. Yeah. Which way? Wait, I think I'm onto a lot of stuff. You can be a little bit more specific for me. Yes, about the terrorist that supposedly blew himself up. Yeah, he, and he, I'm he, thinking he, it's reported on multiple news outlets. This morning right. they told us, "I got him. He wanted to be Trump. I got him." And then you right, find out right. he blew himself up. Yeah. yeah. But could they have put a few bullets through him that blew them? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I know, right? I, but I'd maybe like, down the road somebody do a FOIA request, and we'll find out in a year or two. You know, Mary Ellen, that's that's pretty much what you have to do when a Democrat's in charge. Wait for things to settle down, then do a FOIA charge, and then say, look, I told you they're scumbags, and then watch them get reelected. It's like mm-hmm. Chicago. Thank you very much, Mary Ellen. I appreciate the call. Thank you. Owen Willowbrook, are you happy getting Sean. lied to? Yes. Hey, Sean. Um, hey, you know, when Hunter got all that money from Burisma, it was under a pro-Russian Ukrainian regime. So then the new regime comes in, and they were kind of pro-Trump. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't uh, Biden want to see a war and see the Russians come back in and take it over? It buries everything that he had there at the, back then. And who knows, maybe even Hunter can go back in and start making money with the Ukrainians again. Basically, he wants to see this. When the, pro, when the, when the current president of Ukraine is saying, 
don't be building this thing up more than it is. Yeah, I, 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 I have to tell you, at the, at, at, at the level of corruption that's in our government, at the level of, of foreign money and entities that have been, I think they call it campaign contributing or lobbying, but we know, you and I know, Owen, it's bribing. They've been bribing these career politicians for decades. It's why they're yeah. worth tens of millions of dollars. And now you're going to tell me that this isn't about protecting the country that bribed you the best? It's about promoting yeah. American self-interest. Well, if that's the case, then explain to me what the self-interest is in Ukraine, which is riddled, the government, not the people, the government riddled in scandal. Riddled. Both regimes. Both regimes. So what the hell do I care? And is it worth one yeah. drop of one America, one drop of blood, one dollar? No. The answer is no. And this, and this, this Biden... Biden, if you if you look at what his, what his family's taking, I think oh. he's probably taking more than the Clintons, the Obamas, and the Bushes combined. Well, the, he just wants he, his piece he, of the pie. He sat there and watched okay. it. He was second fiddle. He put his bagman son out there in between crack sessions to go out there and pretend to be a man or a lawyer or exactly. an investment banker. It's a it's a criminal, and that's why. You, there's one solution to all this. It isn't more troops. It isn't more foreign aid. It's impeachment. Impeach them. These are high crimes. You want to throw in misdemeanors? Go ahead. I've been hit with a couple of those. These are high crimes and misdemeanors. It's that simple. And in the meantime, the other 80-year-old dimwit is running cover. Unbelievable for China. I would say to our athletes, you're there to compete. Do not risk incurring the anger of the Chinese government because they are ruthless. I know there is a temptation on the part of some to speak out while they are there. I respect that, but I also worry about what the Chinese government might do. You weren't worried when they were bribing your husband. You weren't worried when your husband was investing in Chinese companies. You weren't worried. You didn't think they were so terrible then. In fact, you couldn't wait to cash in. And after all, we all know when it comes to economics, Nancy, you're way ahead of the game. You're like Warren... Buffett with cleavage. So one other thing about it is when we talk about inflation, people say, oh, you're spending money on this or that. This is completely paid for. Not only is it paid for, it will, it, it, in fact, in re reduce uh -huh. the national debt Ooh. because it is, um, we you know, raised so much more money because we thought we were going to do so much, so much more. What an intellect. <laughs> what an economic genius. There's Friedman, there's Hayek. Pelosi, you're right up there. Warren Buffett, Jamie Dimon, Nancy, post-op Pelosi. You dimwit, hundred and some million. Because you know why? You know why you got the money? Because you're as crooked as Grand Avenue, you rat. Wes. Hello. Hi. Hey, Sean. You know, I was you know, thinking about this latest uh, attack that uh, Biden supposedly did. Isn't it kind of funny that uh, Trump assassinates a known terrorist where he's not supposed to be, and then Biden during Afghanistan kills a family of ten. But the Congress goes yeah. after Trump, so he can't make an attack. But then everything's okay for Biden to keep pulling the trigger. Where's Code Pink? Are they still sitting outside Bush's ranch? What happened to all these Democrat anti-war morons? What happened to them? They shut their mouth. They're like Democrat voters on the south side of Chicago. Shut your mouth and take it because you don't stand for a damn thing.
Peter, West Chicago. Yes, I believe that uh, uh, we probably have assets already there just looking to get the Biden's name off the books over there. Well, There's I mean, no war. All we're trying to do is, you know, get all the barista documents and all the other stuff and get it all hidden away and destroyed. I think, listen, I, I, I speculate on the side of corruption, speculate on the side of, 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 of scandal, separate on the side of incompetence, and you'll always be able to call what a Democrat's motivation is. So I'm not going to argue against you. You're not going to get an argument from me. Think about this. What were the qualifications to put this imbecile, this, this legitimate drug addict, legitimate on the weekend, blowing millions of dollars with hookers and dope, and he's going to sit on the board yeah. of a natural gas company. There's one reason and one reason only. Bribery. Pop. They owned Pop. the vice president. They owned our foreign policy. And they still do. And now you're going to send our innocent, innocent soldiers there? You have to be an absolute moron to support anything the Biden administration is selling you. An absolute and total moron. But... We all know we've got a lot of them. Let's just face it. We got a lot of morons. So it would be obviously important to be able to determine how this went from what was very likely an animal reservoir, uh-huh. given the similarity with bat viruses, yeah. how that happened to go into humans to lead to this outbreak. Understanding that uh-huh. will help us to prepare for yeah. any future. It was an innocent thing. It didn't have anything to do with the Pfizer Research and Development Lab in 2009 that was put there. It didn't have anything to do with you financing experimentation. Nothing to do with it. A bat kissed a frog who jumped on a dolphin, swam across, and ta-da, shut down the world. You scumbag. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Yeah, Chicago Democrat Mafia. We got the best of the best of the best. And I don't just mean Barack Obama. I'm talking about that infrastructure of Mercedes Marxist scum. You know, the kind like Ferret Face, Merrick Garland. Ooh, head of the Department of Justice. For his tenure, it will be called the Department of Injustice. I've got an idea. Let's create a Gestapo in the Department of Justice. What are they going to investigate? Well, they'll investigate anybody talking against Democrats. Oh, fair enough. I can't wait to meet them when they come to investigate me. May I see your papers? It's exactly what they are. Fred Arlington Heights, he may know Ferret yeah. Face. Did they call him Ferret yeah, Face in high no. school? No. Oh. I went to Niles West. He was two years older than me. Thanks for taking me, my call and putting me on. I mean, where do you want to start? What subject? And he was a little commune at good old Niles West. He would organize, like, let's walk out at 2 o'clock to protest the war in Vietnam. And then he also had a little protest. Or you know, uh, you know, future radical lawyer as far as the dress code there. But I remember, you know, he was two years older than me. He was, you know, somewhat aloof. Now as West, we had thirty five hundred kids, and he was two years older than me. But I knew people in the homeroom with him, with you know, last name G. Well, what year? Give me a year. Seventy. 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 So I think that uh, Saul Alinsky may have still been alive. George, did he die in the 60s or the 70s, Saul Alinsky? You know, the, 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 the uh, Marxist who, was it late 60s? The, the, uh, the Marxist who died in a, in a $2 million Carmel 
California mansion. Fred, it doesn't shock me. What shocks me, what shocks me is how many people do not understand that the people who are in charge right now, although they have gray hair and they look sophisticated, are actually the communists of the 60s. And ironically, what I love about it is how now they're promoting war as they protested the Vietnam War. Because it wasn't about the Vietnam War. I would have protested against the lie by the government of the Vietnam War. But I wouldn't have advocated for communism. They were not that sophisticated. What they were, what they wanted to do is simply implement a form of Sovietism, of communism, of Marxism in American government. And they succeeded. Look at how far they went. So never discount them. They went very far, Fred. Uh, thanks for calling and updating us on Ferret Face. See, if I would have been in that high school, his whole life would be different. I would have called him Ferret Face. We'd have made fun of him. You know what I mean? He'd be asking me if I wanted insurance on my rent-a-car. Yeah, the whole thing. Frenchie, love the name. Westchester. Hi, Sean. Hi. Hi, Sean. I admire you very much, and oh. you always you always make me smile. Oh, it's good. my goal in life to meet you. Oh, well, thank you very much. I love the name, and you were my favorite character in that John Travolta <laughs> movie and Elton John. I loved you in Greece. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes. Um, quick thing. Um, we own a business in Chicago that's been shut down by the mandates. We're barely hanging on. We're barely hanging on. But mm-hmm. that's not what's as important to me. I just got off the phone. I'm one of seven children. And my sibling, who has biomedical engineer, doesn't believe me when I just told him that his precious CDC now confirms that natural immunity is better than the vaccine. And he has cut me off. I have looked up to my brother my entire life, and he doesn't want anything to do with me. Well, Frenchie, I feel terrible for you. I honestly do. I honestly do. This is what happens in, um, in the ideological tearing of a nation, right? This is what happens. And, you know, I know you're depressed, and I know, uh, I know it's terrible. But ultimately, you're entitled to your opinion, even by those who don't agree with you. Just remember one thing. Only somebody who supports the idea of force, of capitulation, of coercion, would um, really kind of break a relationship with a sister Especially, I think that's terrible. I'm all for breaking relationships with people and acquaintances and even people I thought were friends. But when it comes to siblings, I'm not. But Frenchie, you hang in there because ultimately history will vindicate you. I want you to stay on the line, Frenchie. Okay. Bonnie, let's give her a uh, hoodie, all right? Feel good. Either that or it will irritate her brother to hell when he sees her in a Sean Thompson shirt. There you go, dummy. Don't pick on Frenchie. Jerk. Kevin, Austin, Texas. Sean, uh, shift gears from the last call. I feel horrible about that for her. Um, I, think, I do, I do, you know, but part of me, I do, but part of me, you know, because I'm one of those guys, you punch me in the face, I'll dig your eye out. Part of me wants to say, now you go stand in the corner with your mask on and your vaccine and call me when you get the third, the third bout of COVID because what we're finding out is the vaccine gives you, you have a better likelihood of catching it, not just because my wife's, uh, uh, Ant has it for the third time, fully vaxxed, boosted the whole thing. She got it three times. Go ahead. Okay. So I, I was you were thinking about every time you have uh, speak about Hunter Biden, I think you should play uh, Footloose by uh, Kenny Loggins. Anybody who's seen the video of, of what's on that uh, laptop will understand what that's about. Kevin, I'm, I, I read 
the laptop from hell. I am halfway through red-handed. I mean it when I tell you that the FBI has had this hard drive for two oh, damn yeah. years. It is unequivocal. They have account numbers. They have money transfers. This son of a dog and his father oh, and are video. as corrupt. They make the dailies blush. They make them blush. They make Ed Burke go, what the hell are you mad at me for? Mike Madigan looks tall in compared to the corruption these scumbags have perpetrated. But they're all one party, Kevin. They're all one ideology. They're all the mafia. And they're getting away with it. And that's what's frying me. That's what's frying me. The FBI, Merrick Garland, Ferret Face, the Department of Justice, and their new Gestapo wing, turn everybody around and go to 1600 Pennsylvania and slap cuffs on that old man with the skin hanging off of him. Slap cuffs on him and throw him in the, in, in the hooskow because that's what he deserves instead of ruining my country. All right, Kevin, thank you very much. All right, 312-642-5600. I'm going to go to break now. Neil, you're on the line. You'll be first if you want to be. Call now. We'll be back. AM560, the answer. I know Macbeth is back. Macbeth gets me. We started again. Neil LaGrange. I got a cousin named Neil. What do you think, John? Thank you. Um, One of the things that frustrates me is that they keep calling these jabs a vaccine. You and I both know it's not a vaccine. It's the greatest experiment in world history. Viagra. And you know, Viagra. They took 10 years to release Viagra. Viagra. And look at, we all know what it does for Ed Burke and the rest of the Democrats. I mean, uh, at least study the thing. This, uh, you know, I I am the perfect example of how natural immunity, you know, I got COVID a year ago, two months. And every 60 days, I have to go in for blood work for other stuff. And so in the last year and a quarter, I've had six blood tests. Six they've blood tests? Syphilis? What are you doing six blood tests? Uh, you know, they're worried about my liver enzymes because of oh, the medicine I take. Sure, sure. And, and <laughs> anyway, they've added an antibody test, every, every blood test. Uh-huh. And I, have, I, I, I will not get the jab, and I still have natural immunity. I have antibodies from a year ago, December. Yeah, that's good. I've, I, you know what? I had it twice. Um, the first time it was it was rough. The second time it was a piece of cake. My wife's yeah, I, aunt, I, I, I was a, I was a long hauler. I mean, I was out yeah. six weeks. No, I never missed horrible. the show. Never missed the show. My uh, wife's aunt, big on the vaccine, the the booster, the whole thing. Here. She's got it for the third time, and she's sick. They don't know what the hell yeah, they're doing. You know, Thank you, Neil. Listen to me. In my, you stay strong, and you, you listen. You start start oh. to take some some regular, holistic stuff. I'm not big on chemicals, brother. I'm organic all the way around. Uh, Thank you, Neil. I need you around. I need the fans. Uh, George in the West Loop. Hi, George. Hello, George. Are you there? Yeah. Listen, uh, you know the, the Democrats were crying so much about Merrick Garland. Why don't they? nominate him for the Supreme Court and put that black woman in as the Attorney General. I think he got there because uh, they just needed a communist and they were indifferent to the sex or race, but I appreciate it. I'm still hoping for Cardi B. I would like tyranny and the show. I mean, after all, now that we set the parameters, let's get a little entertainment. Tom, Blue Island. Hey, Sean, how you doing, buddy? Very good. Sean, 
You know, the corruption, if one thing that was exposed when Trump was president, when he won for the second time, is the corruption in these federal offices. The Last week, Gandhi was on uh, one of the movie channels, great movie. And the guy that shot him, I just got to wondering, what, what, where'd this guy come from? What was his deal? And I did some research on it, and I'll be damned if the guy that didn't restrain the shooter was a guy that was working for the State Department in India six months after the, C- after the CIA was founded in 1948. Oh, you I, These guys have are been you probably sure? crooked from their, from their origination. Of course they are. Of course they are. Who, who created them? Who was, who was instrumental in the, in the creation of it? Bush. Well, at that time, you would have had Truman. And also, also I, everything Prescott. I read was, was about how much Winston Churchill hated Gandhi. And I mean, I listen to you talk about the, you know, the finance and, you know, I'll tell you, I don't have a lot of experience with financial yeah. institutions. Mm-hmm. I called Paul Krugman a whore and a traitor on Twitter, and I got suspended on Twitter for that. And I have you to blame for that. Thank you very much. I take full responsibility for it. You're better <laughs> off for it. And so is Paul Krugman, because you were right. Thank you very day. much. Yes, it's Prescott Bush, who makes Joe Kennedy look like an altar boy. Prescott Bush. And then look into what he was doing, like right around the beginning of the Second World War. And then look into the settlement Prescott Bush had with the government, you know, for handling the, the, the money of the Third Reich. It'll all start to come into focus. But here's the good news. He's got a great, 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 great grandson. And he's going to be the answer to your problems. He's going to start rearing his ugly head very, very soon as a lead candidate for 2024. You mark my words. You heard it here first. Greg LaGrange. Hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Um, <clears throat> it's perfect. Uh, I would agree with you in your earlier um, discussion about not uh, moving towards violence to solve our problems, moving out and denying the enemy. Uh, your money is one way to do it. The other way to do it is what you see up in Canada with bold, sweeping movements of where you become the media, as Ezra Lalanik would say. And I think that's what we need to do. And I think Joe Rogan is pretty instru- instrumental in a lot of this too. He yeah. has a lot of he has a lot of ears. Now he doesn't he doesn't jive with a lot of what I believe. Not many people do as a classical liberalist. But he's I, an interesting guy. I think, and I would enjoy a conversation with him. Very very interesting guy. He's, and uh, he holds I, a lot of sway with the with the younger group, and yeah. and that's that's an important thing, and that's what we can learn from. We don't need him to be the messenger. And you know what's we funny? Need, he was a Bernie yeah. Sanders guy, right? But if you listen to him, he was a Bernie Sanders guy for all the wrong reasons. Those are the guys that you have a a better chance of convincing to vote for Americanism than you do the Adam Kinzingers, the Illinois. Uh, Republican mafia, the guy like the uh, Irving running for Congress. You have a better chance of of having a conversation with somebody who's a misguided socialist because he thinks it's it's an American principle to be uh, a socialist and have a safety net. You have a better chance of showing him right from wrong than you do a pro-government corrupt Republican. You really do. I would agree, agree. and I think you see it all the time. You ask somebody that backs this new administration running in the White House, 
and were you for trans? Are you for the? They, uh, they're the, in it. The, the, the you can only the rights of destroying no, Title Nine. They're not backing like, him well, for not any. That's what I believe in. They're not backing him for any principle. They're backing him for government cheese. The only reason anybody backed Joe Biden was to be paid off. John Oak Park. How are you, Sean? Good. You got a little bit of time, but I want to hear it. All right. My theory is the world would be better today if Lambda 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 got their asses kicked by Alpha Beta. Shove those nerds back in the locker. They got the permission to rule the world, and it's killing us now. What do you I think the nerds are killing us. Nerd! We'll be back after this. the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. Growing up in the generation that has watched America give away so many of its blessings of liberty, freedom, capitalism, there's been somebody that's been putting a fight for the right reasons, for American principles, somebody who's I, who I have admired for decades. He's John Stossel. He's the host and the creator of Stossel TV, which releases a new video every Tuesday. I've uh, admired you over the years. It is an honor and a pleasure to talk to you. You are somebody who has been very consistent in fighting for Americanism. So I am enjoying your new um, videos, which I just watched your latest one. Love it. Well, good. Thank you, Sean. Anytime, anytime. And when you see this over your career, are you astonished at the ignorance of the modern-day politician and American at at we can point to history for the right answers? Yes, I'm disappointed in that I was another stupid person when I was a consumer reporter winning any awards, bashing business. And finally, I saw that market competition solves these problems better. And I naively thought that if I just explain this to people, they'll get it. But they don't. And it's something, it's something to watch you do it because you have a... T- the, the, the talent you have is that you do it to the ordinary man, even in some cases of complexity. Your latest video um, in regards to inflation is something that everyone can understand, yet it is, it is astonishing to me that we have over half of the country that continues to demand we go down the wrong roads of collectivism, socialism of top-down government control of our economy when what made us the richest country the strongest country was the fact that our government was emaciated and meant to be that way and we were supposed to be in charge well i don't think it's that heavy i just think most people like get free stuff and if they're ignorant they don't understand that government giving you free stuff screws people down the road are you think? Do you think it's easy to play the blame game? So when you see Democrats come on and and, and blame inflation on uh, on greed, to blame inflation on capitalism, 
Is that the easy road to take? And are people still in this country, in this day and age, willing to accept that? Well, yeah, I guess they do. I mean, Elizabeth Warren is a smart person, and greed is a constant. So when prices go down, are those businesses suddenly less greedy? No, everybody wants as much as they can, and inflation happens when there's lots of dollars trying to buy too few goods. You had another video. When government spends more, that's what's happening. And it's funny, as I was watching your inflation, and I was watching you explain the cost of rising prices, it really is synonymous with the last video you did when you talk about public schools. This is something the government has been trying to overfund or fund. They've spent, in, since the time you started covering, it's got to be 300% of the money per, per student in cities like the one I'm broadcasting from, Chicago and New York. Yet the failure is exactly what you predicted oh so many years ago and once again last week, as you proved beyond the shadow of a doubt. It, the answer is to privatize education. Uh, in this climate, well, I thought... Yeah, Choice. And, and do you think the, the silver lining in COVID was that even people who were hardcore government advocates are starting to see that? Yes, that was. There are many more homeschoolers. There are many more people going to charter schools. And there were other silver linings, too, like Zoom, ways we learn to get along without going out. But it, it's it really not is. worth it. But the downside is we allowed these oligarchs in our country, the Silicon Valley oligarchs, to have the power to censor us. This is something yeah, that, that calls me. And you took it on. You're one of the few people that did. Well, I didn't really take on the censorship because they're private companies and they can legally censor me. They don't have to carry me. They can do all kinds of stupid things. But in the case of... Uh, these fact-checkers in Facebook, they simply lied about me, and when we told them this is a lie and showed them that it was, they won't take it down. And that's just blatant lying. That's not legal. And in your years of of covering different issues and covering different policies, have there ever been more obvious lies than when we discuss how wrong the predictions have been over the last 25 years when it comes to the topic, which is why I think you were censored and why you were slandered, was that you dared correct them on a topic that is their golden goose, and that is climate change and the solution that government will be in control of it. Do you think that that played a role in it? Yes, because the people who told Facebook to censor me Facebook leaves it up to them, are climate fanatics. They're convinced that the world's going to die. And they don't want anyone saying, as these three scientists brought together by the Heartland Institute of Chicago, um, they don't want anyone saying, we can adjust to this. The Dutch built dikes. you got thousands of thousands of people living below sea level, and that'll be far cheaper and more possible been trying to stop climate change. And the things we're doing now, you know, you buy a Prius, you think that's going to make a difference? People are just ignorant. And it seems to me that it really kind of started in, in one of your other latest videos in California, 
Most of this movement started in California, where no matter how many times they're wrong, how many times they fail, how many times we are uh, blaming uh, human activity for climate change, and we find out it's sociology professors that are starting fighters, fires. And when you see their experiment of what they've done to arguably the prettiest and the most successful state in the country, and you have to go and cover a city like San Francisco, and you see what so few of us have seen, is it even worse than what I think it is not being there um, in decades, really, but not, not being there. Do, do, do the rest of Americans have an idea ex- of exactly how bad San Francisco is? Probably not, because the experience of walking by one of the encampments and having people throw stuff at you, you have to be there for that. And, yeah, they have wrecked it. That's the focus of my story, that the progressives took over and said correctly, we jail too many people, and we do. America jails more people than any other country, so just don't arrest them. And they've finally woken up. The mayor has said, we're going to start policing because it got too ugly. It's unfortunate that the weather is so great in California that people still want to go there. I grew up in near Chicago. It's got much better weather than Chicago. Did you really? Did you grow up near Chicago? I did not know that, and I'm a huge fan of yours. I did not realize you grew up outside of Chicago. I'm a new Trier student. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, you should see what they've done here. It's slightly better than San Francisco, just a little more dangerous. But other than that, that's all you can uh, say about it. But you, in your adventures, have had the ability to go around the nation and see where American principles are implemented, the success therein. And one of my favorite videos you did was the Florida video. And I myself have taken advantage of that. And I've come to the conclusion that for some reason in these states that are primarily used to the abuse and have a certain willful ignorance, you see Chicago run by Democrats for a 100 years, you see what it's done to Illinois and New York and California, that when you see what's going on in Florida, the answer is quite clear. Do you think that things have to get much worse before people recognize the right answer, or do you think it's just going to be the way it is for the foreseeable future? It's too, I don't think they'll ever recognize the right answer. It, you know, we care about politics. Most people don't. They just live their lives. But they haven't. You know, our parents protect us and tell us what to do, and people think of government that way. Oh, they're going to have a pass a bill to do this? That means fewer people are going to be poor. That's good. Let's do more of that. It's instinct, and unless you really study it, you'll believe it. What is your opinion of reporting today? I'd, I, I, I'd, I'd love to know that, because I've watched you through my, you know, my youth, and I've watched you now, and aside from the fact that you and Tom Selleck made the mustache famous, and now you're doing it with the beard. What is your opinion of investigative reporting when you have the level of scandal, with lobbyist scandal, with foreign money in our government, with insider trading, commonplace among Congress people and senators? Do you think that part of the blame of why we're in this predicament is so many reporters forgot how to do what you do on a daily basis, which is investigative reporting? Well, I think it's always been bad that the news stations want to cover today's news, the fire, the police officer who was killed. And to investigate takes more time. And when I got my first job in New York, everybody was running out and covering the crime of the day. 
and then they would get back to the office and fight for the editors because we were all coming back at the same time. So I said, boss, can, can I do the reverse? Why don't you let me shoot things in the afternoon, and then I'll edit in the morning? And he finally did, and that way I could spend more time on stories and investigate a little. Still, you don't, you don't do a lot in television, and the people who do tend to be leftists because they really want to convict that evil business. Mm-hmm. When you were growing up here in Chicagoland, we've had quite a cast of characters. I have some of my favorites. I remember Bulldog Drummond, and I liked him. Were you inspired as a kid growing up in Chicago by any of the reporters you saw? What was it that uh, made you have this angst and this this desire to do what you do? I never even watched those reporters. I paid no attention to politics. But after college, I got this job offer in Portland, Oregon. And I thought, oh, that's cool. I'll try this. It was an offer to work at Seattle Magazine. And while I was going out, they said, oh, Seattle Magazine went bankrupt, but why don't you work on our Portland, Oregon TV station? And I just started that way, late in life. I'd never even watched much TV news. Really? That's fascinating to me. And you, are you in New York? Do I remember you being in New York? I, yes, I'm in New York now. Um, when you saw Biden today talk about the crime, the crime you're living through, the spike in it, do you have any confidence in any of the solutions or anything you see? No. And again, you assume I saw Biden today. Uh, I I don't watch TV. You can read it. This is why like you're so relaxed. Right. Yeah. No, yeah. I agree. TV this is... freaks everybody out, and they scaring people's selves. Tonight. The world's going to end. More people are going to water. Tonight, plane crash. It's really amazing that you got thousands of flights next to each other, and they don't crash, but no one's going to tune in for that. But people are going to tune in for Stossel TV. You are the host and creator. You release a new video every Tuesday. Um, have you started working it's kind on of your... funny that my, my son said, you don't need a network anymore. you got a million Twitter followers. And we're getting many more views than I got on Fox Business. I'm a subscriber to your TV. I watch it every every time you release it. I am a, I am a big fan, and I like the consistency you have. And you did something that very few people can do. On your report in, with regards to San Francisco, as you called it, you actually had somebody admit that they were wrong in their assumption. It is one of the rare times I saw that. You were able to tell the, the young ideologue, who wasn't so young anymore, that he, in fact, was wrong. And I think that is the kind of TV that is going to inspire people to watch you. And I have always enjoyed you. And I hope you keep it up for another 100 years. Thank you, Sean. Thank you very much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments right after this. AM560, The Answer. The reason I've always admired John Stossel, he did something that was unique. It didn't necessarily have to be a personal attack. It was a policy attack. It's simply pointing out that the idea of collectivism is quite, frankly, wrong. It never 
ever works. The idea that there is something called government rather than individual people that are pretending to be a government is the problem. And he tries to point out the failures therein. I find it to be very interesting and very consistent because the reality is it never works. Their schemes of gov government collectivism do not work. It is riddled in lies and fraud. Bill LaSalle County. Hey, thanks for taking Many years ago, John Stossel had a special, I believe it was on Fox Business, yes. talking about the textbook industry, you know, about the problems in the public schools, but also about how the textbook industry is very much relevant into the America first. down it's of about America. I don't know if you ever caught that one. I did. I did. And um, I caught almost every one of his shows. What I found him to be, and, you know, I, I, this, that's the first time I talked to him. What I found him to be was somebody who was kind of bucking the system of propaganda. It's really during his career when that 80s, you know, late, late, really early 80s all the way through now, where media has changed its, its mission. It's no longer giving us information of what's happening. It's propagandizing what government wants it to do. It's picking a side, and it is not doing what John Stossel did, which is saying, look, even if your intention may be right with public schools, the reality is failure. The reality is the wrong direction. And I think he kind of stood with that integrity in himself, and I think it's cost him quite a lot of different opportunities he would have had had he had less integrity. I really believe that. I never understood why Fox News got rid of him. I never understood why 2020 got rid of him. I never understood why um, his popularity didn't, although it's very big. And, you know, it's kind of a, a, a change in medium. Why does Joe Rogan have 11 million people? Because he's giving the people what they want. It's an honest conversation, discussing things the way we do it. I'm hoping that um, Stossel TV does very, very well and that more people listen to it. And um, I, like you, like to go in-depth in the scandal. I want to name the names, and I want to kick the doors in, because that's the other side of the coin that needs to happen. It's very obvious what's happening here. We have been subverted because we have politicians who have been bought. It's really quite simple. Now, let's find out how. Let's find out the crime, and let's find out how to make it stop. That's what I think. Thank you, Bill. I appreciate the call very, very much. And I also think there's another solution. That solution is recognize where your vote matters. Recognize where your principles are honored by the government, where you're not made a fool of, where you have a future. If you are a capitalist, if you are somebody who believes in something as basic, as basic as the right to life, you are voiceless in Illinois. You are voiceless in New York. You are voiceless in a Democrat sewer. But there are places where your integrity, your ideology, can change things for that specific location. Christy Nome could use your help, and so could so many other governors who know the understanding and importance of, the, of life. Hi, everybody. Uh, I wanted to give you a quick update on things we're working on here in Pierre during legislative session. And to let you know that today, the House State Affairs Committee took unprecedented action. I brought forward a bill that was pro-life. It would have protected babies in the womb the instant a heartbeat could be detected. And it would have prevented an abortion after that point. 
I talked about introducing this bill in my State of the State address. In fact, legislators jumped to their feet and gave it a standing ovation when I said I was bringing this bill forward for debate during session. Uh, last year, we did eight pro-life bills. In fact, we proved that they didn't have to be divisive. One of those passed unanimously. Republicans and Democrats supported that pro-life bill. I was proud of the fact that South Dakota was united to defend babies in the womb. Uh, but today, when the, that bill came forward and the House State Affairs Committee was dealing with this legislation, they refused to give it a hearing. This is unprecedented in the very worst way. For decades, governors have brought forward pieces of legislation that committees have introduced and given hearings to. Today was the first time that the legislature refused to give a hearing to a bill. And they now you have a better chance of saving the state of South Dakota rather than changing the abortion dumping ground of Illinois. The abortion dumping ground of Illinois is that because the people in power share that ideology of a mother's right to kill her baby. There are still places you can go that need your vote to shore up the right for the baby to live. You have to recognize failure, and you have to get out of it. That, to me, is the answer when you're dealing with the kind of ignorance, the kind of ideological Marxism, communism, and socialism that is the Democrat mafia. It's not something that's easy to hear, but it is the truth. Illinois will be a Democrat mafia stronghold for a 100 years, even if you elect a Democrat who pretends to be a Republican like Irving, which he doesn't stand a chance. But I'm just saying. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls when I get back. AM560, the answer. Like Stossel, I don't watch a lot of TV, but it appears that uh, Giuliani sings. I think that's the news story. I think that Alan Thicke's kid got mad that he was underneath the mask. That's not that big of a story. Oh, God. Alan Thicke's kid's a moron. Half the man his father was. And then the other little guy from Hangover, he uh, he got mad too. Ooh. So you, you think that you're going to be able to reason on uh, the nuances of capitalism versus corporatism with these idiots? You're not going to. You're not going to. In fact, there's another story that just broke. A uh, black Republican, Virginia delegate, says the Black Caucus rejected him. I think it's time we get rid of racism on all sides. Black Caucus. Are they really about America? Are they really about anything other than promoting racism in the name of racism? That's really what the Democrats have. Because uh, if you really boil down what can save the country among a black Democrat, they actually know the answer. Nice. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield one minute to the gentle lady from Alabama, Ms. Sewell. Gentlewoman's recognized. Madam Speaker, I rise today in support, strong support of the America Competes Act. I'm especially proud that my legislation, H.R. 6121, the Leveling the Playing Field Act 2.0, was included in this bill. This bipartisan legislation, sponsored by myself and my Republican colleague, uh, Bill Johnson, will, moder mo will modernize our outdated trade remedy laws to push back against many of China's most aggressive uh, anti-free market practices. 
For Uh-oh. years, a number of American industries have faced repeated dumping and subsidized imports to the U.S. market. Now, she sounds like Trump. She's a black Democrat female. I didn't have to flip her upside down either. She's clearly a female. She sounds a lot like Trump there. In 2000, China produced about 18% of the world's steel. Today, it produces roughly 50%. This overcapacity is under... Now, if we could just get her to understand, the big reason is the unions and the corruption in the steel unions. ...mine U.S. steel manufacturing and has put our steel workers and steel manufacturers like those in my district, U.S. Steel and Nucor, at a big disadvantage. At the end of the day, this bill will promote global competitiveness. And when America competes fairly, America workers win and America businesses win. Thank you. I yield back. Look at you. Look at you. You do know the answers. You do understand how it works. You also understand the corruption. Now, if we could just get you to understand, it's the unions that destroyed the manufacturing in this country in conjunction with the paid off Democrat scum. Look at you. We might be able to solve some problems if we get more people thinking. This past week, I was able to go out across Iowa on what we call the full Grassley, uh, the 99 county tour. So I was able to visit 13 separate counties last week. And a lot of the same topics kept coming up over and over again, regardless of the type of visit, whether it was a group of farmers, whether it was a manufacturing business or so forth. So while I was in Oskaloosa, I met with a group of uh, public leaders, economic development leaders. We came together and the top two issues that kept coming up over and over again were inflation. We're at a 40-year high with inflation. They're worried about all of their citizens. They're worried about their businesses. And the second issue was the supply chain issues that we are, are experiencing right now. Um, I went on to a visit in Jones County and I visited a, a furniture business. And this is what we saw going through the warehouse. There are empty shelves. Okay, this business... Because is- they're waiting on deliveries. They're waiting on unions at the ports to unload the ships. They're waiting because the Democrat policies made it unrealistic to manufacture here. Now, if we could only fix things through destroying the corruption in the Democrat union mafia scheme of politics, there we could really, really get back to strength and maybe, maybe, maybe pay off some of that ridiculous debt that the Democrat and Republicans promoted while selling off principles steeped in business, in capitalism, in Americanism, to foreign interests to secure their growth, their wealth, at the same time destroying ours. Maybe if you did that, we could maybe, maybe fix things. But let's just make, let's take some time to enjoy the fact that Terry Swellwell, a Democrat, female, without spinning her over, female, understands the policies and sounds a lot like Donald Trump when she speaks. Nice. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. I yield one minute to the gentleman. Lady from Alabama, Missoula. That's an old Gentlewoman's recognized. Madam Speaker, I rise today in support, strong support of the America Competes Act. I'm especially proud that my legislation, H.R. 6121, the Leveling the Playing Field Act 2.0, was included in this bill. 
This bipartisan legislation, sponsored by myself and my Republican colleague, uh, Bill Johnson, will will modernize our outdated trade remedy laws to push back against many of China's most aggressive uh, anti-free market practices. For years, a number of American industries have faced repeated dumping and subsidized imports to the U.S. market. Beautiful. I mean, she sounds like an actual capitalist. That's the first time I ever heard a a Democrat sound like a capitalist. The very first time. Let's take a moment of enjoyment. Give us a call if you care to participate. 312-642-5600. I mean, let's just have, there's finally, it took a year and what, four or five days. Finally, finally, I almost feel like there's progress. We'll be back after this. AM560, The Answer. See, it's little baby steps, little, little baby steps. Then maybe we can get some people to learn how to read. Fifty-five members of Congress have violated a law designed to stop insider trading and prevent conflicts of interest, or as it's known more successfully in the Pelosi House, front-running orders, front-running policies, insider trading. Do you know why they continue to do it? Do you know what the penalty is? You know, this is what happens when you give criminals the right to govern themselves and to set up their own watchdogs. It's $200. So when Nancy Pelosi, when other notable Democrats and Republicans violate the insider trading laws that would put me and you in prison for years, they pay $200. Ooh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me make $6 million. I got I got your 200 That's a little tipping money. Candace, Mount Pleasant, Wisconsin. Hi, Candace. The grocery store today. Hi, can you hear me? No, I can't. Okay, sorry. I went to NSA grocery delay. Today. Don't worry about it. Okay, I went to Kroger. I guess you could call it. Um, and the other day, a lot of stuff was still on the shelves, and it was just like one section, maybe two. Today, three days later, it's crazy. It's like lots of empty areas. Now, um, you know, people have been pretty calm, but I'm telling you, pretty soon, and I mean really soon. The shit's going to hit the fan. Oh, sorry. Because, uh... What happened? Oh, the NSA got her. Uh, oh, all right. All right. Uh, yeah, empty shelves. Get used to it. Stop! You elected Democrats. Get used to it. Gil Schomburg. Good evening, Sean. I appreciate your show. I think you hit the, the nail on the head when you've got Illinois and Chicago politics down, um... I resonate with everything you say, but I, I joined late because I heard the lady making the speech. I think it, it's it, it sounded like Trump. You're right. Number yeah. one, Terry but Swalwell. The second thing is right. The the thing that occurred to me though when I heard that is that Democrats are so devoted to a single issue. You know whether it's uh, 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 you know transgenderism, you name it, all the woke crap. They're so committed to one issue that. You know, I, I don't think it's going to get any traction. And you do say baby steps. I agree. There are people who can be convinced. But look at Chicago. Look at Illinois. Look at many states that run this way. I, I mean, it, it seems. Gil, it's so evident that you ultimately have to come to the conclusion. When J.B. Pritzker can sit up there yesterday, when J.B. Pritzker can say that um, we're running a surplus, and he isn't not only laughed off the stage, but grabbed off the stage and, 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 and really told to show me where the numbers are. 
Where's the success right. in Illinois? And you see that Democrats call them the show, and they live in the, in the sewer of failure of Chicago. And they yeah. advocate for the idea that Democrats are just behind the eight ball. They're not failures. They're not corrupt. And it's Trump's fault. You realize, Gil, that until you become Gil from Lake Placid or Gil from Jacksonville, Florida, you're just going to be Gil the Pigeon who's going to be restrained, <laughs> right. who's going to be extorted, who's going to be coerced. And that's a sad day, and Gil deserves right. more, and so do Gil kid, Gil's kids. Thank that's you so true, much. Gil is, yeah, absolutely. Thank you Go so ahead. much. Go uh, ahead. No, no, no. You were going to talk about yourself in a third person. You know, that gets precedent. <laughs> I was just going to say, at 53 years of age, uh, you know, in a sense, Gil and everyone else listening does deserve better, and unless they change... Uh, you know, they're going to lose people, obviously, but, uh, you know, uh, Illinois will turn into a whatever. Well, Bill, oh. we're about the same age. I hope I didn't steal your girlfriend. It's possible. Bill Lincolnwood. Hello, Mr. Thompson. Hello. I've been, I've been waiting to do that, my principal Skinner. Thank you very much. Go ahead. I just want, I just left uh, PetSmart, and uh, our cat has gone on um, a different kind of food. I actually have to have an ID a prescription card for my cat to buy really? this food. Well, something tells me, Bill, in Lincolnwood, you're not just in pet. You're not in Petco for the cat food. Something tells me you're looking for a date. You sound like one of those guys looking for a cat lady. Pierre, twenty seconds. Hey, what's going on, brother? It's John Anthony. Oh, you handsome son of a gun. <laughs> hey, just want to say you're doing a hell of, heck of a job. Really? And uh, I'll be filling in for you Monday. I can't wait. I love it. Keep up the work. Come on now. Thank you so much. I needed the time off. I appreciate it. It's a family matter. Thank you, brother. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.